Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. What up, everybody? I'm Spearing on the mics with me this week is the Z-Man. What is up, Z? You say tomato, and I say tomato, and you say potato, and I say potato, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Let's call the whole thing off. You know what? That, yeah. that wasn't so bad. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. You, maybe you missed a, Mr. Calling as a lounge singer. That's a good job. I could have been a crooner. Could have been a crooner, Z. You missed your calling. All right. Missed your calling. On the other mic is the mighty Gantor. What is up, Gantor? Nice. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> that might be what? your best intro ever, Gantor. Thank you. What did you just uh, crack there, buddy? PBR. Oh, nice. Ah, Old school. And, it, and you're back down. Is it a pounder? No, no, wait, hold me. on. Is it a pounder? No. Oh, no. It reminds me of my vacation. Did oh, okay. you, um, is it one of those uh, cans that have like the hippie art on it? No. They have, they have these uh, new specialty cans right now. No, I wouldn't. PBR has specialty cans? Yeah, they're having some kind of like designer art thing on oh, their cans. Oh, my God. Fucking millennials. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. All right. This week, something must be done about critics. Um, I read an article on The Ringer the other day, and they were saying that Rotten Tomatoes is killing Hollywood. And I think the context of it is is this. Are people even paying attention to movie critics anymore? Or are they just looking at a number that tells them some something about the movies? Is it... Is it, some, is it important to have a critic's opinion of something, or is it easier to look at just a number, some aggregation, some, some indication that says this movie is either good or bad? Well, don't, isn't part of the Rotten Tomatoes score the critic score? There's a critics and the people's score? Well, yeah, right? you, can, you can drill in a little bit, and you can see the aggregation for top critics versus kind of the second tier. So there's two tiers of critics on um on Rotten Tomatoes, I guess the first tier are like the recognized movie critics, and the second tier are just like the internet bloggers. And I don't know how you become a top tier critic necessarily, but there's two numbers, and then there's the fan number, right? Then there's the the, the other like people coming in with their own reviews. And the fan number is the one that pissed me off because um, the Emoji Movie had a zero on Rotten Tomato, and two fans said they liked it. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was two fans. It was two actual critics said that they liked it and gave it a positive or a fresh review. It was trending at zero percent for days, and then two critics came in with a positive review of it. But this is the best part about that: Ooh. the the Emoji Movie was slaughtered by critics at eight percent fresh. On Rotten Tomatoes, two reviews were positive, but it still did good numbers at the box office. So what does that tell you? It, I mean, it tells me that there's a lot of people in the world that have children, and they are looking. And it, was, it rained a lot last month. <laughs> so it was, a, it was it was a rainy day type of thing across the country. Now, I mean, it could have been be. raining everywhere in the United States all at the same it had time. Had to be. <laughs> it can't possibly that that, be. That is what it tells me. What it tells me is that nobody's paying attention to to Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, we, we've also seen the, the reviews are on Rotten Tomatoes are all 98% fresh, and it's, it gets no box office whatsoever because it's one of those, like, critical darlings where, you know, it's probably more Oscar bait than anything else, but it's not a commercial success in any way. So what, is the, what does the rating mean? What, is the, what does the number mean on Rotten Tomatoes if, it's, if nobody's going to go see it? I don't – first of all, I can't even name a critic. So 
you know, after Siskel and Ebert, those are the last two film critics that I, that had I think had any weight in my book. So a critic's opinion is not going to help me decide what's the movie to see. It's going to be more Facebook buzz or friend buzz, right, well, or NP, or NPR covering it on um, Pop Culture Happy Hour. So word of mouth. Yeah. Right. I mean, Ganthor, what do you think about that? Is that is that how you look at it? Parts of it, yes. I I with Z couldn't name another critic besides Siskel and Ebert or Roper and Ebert or or whatever. I think they're all dead now, right? Maybe except uh, Roper. I don't know. Roper Roper's still alive. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter because I use I basically used critics as a gauge of whether I would be happy to go spend my money in the theater seeing the movie or not. But now with the internet and the prevalence of sites like Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes. That's sufficient for me to get what I need out of it. So the aggregate score, the number, is what you clue in on. Yeah. So do you have a kind of a threshold where it's got to be like above a certain number for you to even consider no, spending it, your No, it's dollar? not going to sway me one way or the other. I'll generally, based on the previews or the, the plot or all sorts of things that you see, I'll basically have an idea whether I would like to see it or not. And then if I'm on, if I'm on the edge, I'll look at a score. And if it's lower... I'll probably pass on it. If it's higher, then I won't. I guess I kind of just said the opposite of what I said in the beginning. But. Yes. <laughs> but isn't there a certain kind of movie that isn't made necessarily for critics? Critics can be a little oh, it, haughty. Yeah, abs- I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, just look at the the dipshits who who let their quotes be used for shit shit movies, right? I don't even know. Do they have a choice? No, and it's it's funny too because some of those quotes are taken out of context. Like if you oh, completely out of context, right. right? Yeah, and you, I mean, that's another kind of inside guy. If if you see a quote from, give me a give me a bumblefuck city, uh, Albuquerque. If you see a quote from the Albuquerque movie critic, chances are it's not going to be a good movie, right? Because they had to right. go all the way down to Albuquerque <laughs> to find somebody who's going to you know give it favorable reviews. Maybe the guy from Albuquerque is the best critic in the world, if only given a chance, but I doubt it, right? Part of how you how you judge a movie is by all those, what are the, tang- not tangential, but indirect kind of indicators. Like, oh, it's, it's nominated for Oscars, and it's a smash hit, it's the number one movie. All those things are going to push you probably towards liking the movie instead of how you may have felt about it if you had seen it in a vacuum. Well, and I think that's the... That's the best thing you can say is that using a, a an aggregator of reviews like a Rotten Tomato or a Metacritic or something like that, it's a factor in choosing entertainment. It's not the only thing. I'll take a look at word of mouth more than anything else. And you're and like you said, Z, you're you're seeing you're seeing it on Facebook or on Twitter. You know, you're hearing you know people talk about it at work or wherever you are. Um, hey, did you see that movie? It's word of mouth. I mean. Before the before the internet, that's what you had. When you went to go, you know, decide whether or not you were going to go see a movie, that's really the only tool that you had at your disposal was word of mouth or a trailer that you might have seen and says, "Oh, that movie looks interesting," and you were probably, in a world, right? In a world, and and you were probably <laughs> more you were probably more likely to go see a movie that probably was going to suck, but like you went based on the trailer. I mean, that's what trailers were intended to do. Trailers were intended to kind of whet your appetite and then get you interested in seeing the movie. They probably showed you all the best parts of the movie. And then then you went to go see it and you said, fuck, I saw all the best parts of the movie in the goddamn trailer. Why the hell did I need to see this shit? I've seen your your mother's trailer before too. It was great. Fuck your mom. You've seen what? Oh, your mother's trailer. 
God. Everybody's seen that. I hate the both of you so much. But that was the that was the point. Is like you would go based on like trailers or word of mouth. I mean, the critics really didn't come into play all that much. But again, you had Siskel and Ebert, so you had like some dude you kind of trusted, but like he was super pretentious, right? He didn't. I didn't agree with most of those reviews anyway. But it kind of gave you that um, confirmation that if, if you liked it and Siskel and Ebert liked it, then it's, it was a good movie. Well, and the funny part about the Siskel and Ebert thing is that in and of itself, that was an aggregation. It was either thumbs up or thumbs down. It was a simple indicator as to whether or not you were going to see that movie. Like, yeah, but that's what you need. Can you tell me the difference between a 9.6 and a 9.3? No, probably not. But, 0.3. But if, if you saw like a, a newspaper advertisement or something like that that says thumbs up, Siskel and Ebert, you were more inclined to go see the movie. Yeah. It's a simplification of something that could be very complex. Like even looking at a reviewer's score, it's 7 out of 10 or it's 8 out of 10 or it's 3 out of 10 or it's 3.5 out of 5 stars or whatever. Even looking at that measurement isn't indicative of what, what was good or not about the movie. Well, it's not even that. I mean, like I said, what's the difference between 3.5 and, and 4? You should give it, yes, I like this movie. I would watch it again. It was okay. I wasn't angry. No, I would never watch this movie again. Or it was trash, right? Like you can, if you assign that type of weighting, then it, to me it would make more sense. Sure. Yeah, because it's more meaningful. It's got like I rank movies. There's I re- a qualitative yes. component to it. I I rank movies based on whether or not I would watch them again, and it's the the manner in which I would watch it. Like I like to me the highest highest honor I can bestow is DVD worthy. So it's still on your shelf and you never watch it again? No, because I will put it on my shelf and I will watch it again. Yeah. You don't rewatch. I watch rewatch movies all the time. Never. There's so many oh. new movies to watch. Yeah, but you can still watch old movies because they're good. Mm. And it could be because I want to introduce them to other people. Like this is like, oh, let me, let me loan this to you because you'll really enjoy it or something like that. Or, or come over. Let's hang out. We'll watch this. And I don't trust what like Netflix and Amazon has because like, things pop on and off of those services all the time. Like if I want to – like I will give something the highest honor because I have deemed it DVD worthy or Blu-ray worthy or whatever the fuck. But I will buy it. I will spend the, I will spend the $20 or whatever the heck it is to purchase the Blu-ray to take up physical space somewhere in my home. Right, and I will have that to watch for I'm whenever I do the same thing. And then, like the next level down would be, well, I'll catch it on Netflix, you know, or I'll I'll catch it when it comes around on cable. Or like, actually, the highest honor I can bestow is I want to go see it again in the theater. Right, you know, you that's, see that. that to me is the highest highest of highest honors is I'll go see it again in the theater. And then there's like DVD worthy, and then there's where I'll catch it on Netflix or cable, or fuck that, I don't need to see this shit again, you know. So, so your your rating sounds kind of like what I use in Untapped when I rate beers. So, <laughs> okay. And so that's and that's smart. It's the same. It's the same. I think you're getting the same point here. Is that you know you only need like a five point scale, right? A five point beer for me is a beer that I would actively seek out to purchase and store in my house. A four point beer is a beer that I would, if I see it in a bar, I would probably want to order it without looking at anything else. A three beer is yeah, I'll drink it. If I there's nothing else that is of interest, a two beer means I drink it camping, and one beer means don't put it in my mouth. Right, right. That sounds about right, and it's quali- it's qualitative. Yeah. You know, it it's it's meaningful. Like you could explain that to somebody and say, no, that beer sucks. I wouldn't drink it again, or this beer is so fucking good that I would I would actively seek it out at the brewery to go get a case and to bring it back. 
yeah, I'd be willing to wait in line for whatever. Yeah, and, and you don't get that from from a Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Like I would I would prefer hearing that from somebody because it's more meaningful to me because it's so, it's more personal and it comes with well, kind of like a, a word of mouth type of it comes with a recommendation more than anything else one way or the other. Well, coming coming back to the beer analogy though is just because I rate it a five doesn't mean it's your style, right? That's if true too. If you don't too. like bourbon barreled beer, then my rating of a five does you no good. So if you don't like comedies or deep thought, you know, thrillers, then I don't give a fuck what your rating is. Right, because it's it, again because it's personal to you. Your review, your review or your rating of it is based on your personal prejudices. Your why can't taste. Your, your taste? Thank you. It's based on and and it's the same for reviewers. Like reviewers are like critics are going to review movies based on what they like. Very rarely do you get a a critic that will span across all different genres of movies. And so it then comes back to, you know, I know you, Spear. I know what kinds of movies you like. I've seen the movies you liked. I know the movies you recommended in the past. And if I liked those movies, then I would trust your judgment. And the same thing, if you know that you and I have same similar styles of beer tastes, then when I say this is a fucking good beer, boom, you know you want it. Well, there you go. But on the flip side, I mean, it's just beer. It's just a movie. So you, you try bad beer, you watch a bad movie. Who gives a fuck? Well, so, so let me put it's it. It's not like you're buying a car. Well, but but I, I I could have bought a different beer. I could have watched a different movie. Like I'm going to the movie theater, and I'm like, oh, what movie should I see? I'm going to be pissed if I get a bad recommendation. Well, let me spin it in a different way. If you tell me that you didn't like a particular beer, and and I don't know necessarily where your you know your scale is in terms of the things that you like or what have you, it might it might make me less curious to go ahead and try that beer. Like if I said uh, if I said to you, just no context whatsoever. Z, what do you think about this beer? And you go, oh, it sucks. I didn't like it. I go, okay, fine. And then I put it down because you said you didn't like it. But I didn't ask you why. That's, to me, that's what Rotten Tomatoes is like. Like, if you see, like, a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, you're going to say, oh, well, it's got 21%. It sucks. Without asking why. It may be that the aggregation of critics didn't like it because it was a, a fart movie. It was all fart jokes. You may fucking love fart jokes. I do love fart jokes. Well, then maybe that's a movie for you, even though it was 21%. Same goes for the goddamn Emoji movie. I can't tell you why there are people that would go pay to see an Emoji movie, but clearly people went. And maybe it was raining everywhere, and I can't say that for sure. But 8% on Rotten Tomatoes doesn't tell me that that was a commercial success. It tells me that it should have been a shitty movie and should have made five fucking dollars. And it may have had a lot of fart jokes. It may have had fart. Well, it certainly yeah, had I'm poop guar- jokes. I'm guaranteeing it had a poop joke. Oh, it definitely had poop jokes. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Do you actually look at Rotten Tomatoes before you watch a movie? I, I don't think I actually do. I do. I look at it. But there are movies that I'm going to go see regardless. You know what I do more than anything else? If there's a movie that I know I'm going to go see, like I'm going to go see a Star Wars movie, I'm more curious to see how high the score gets or how low the score gets. I'm going to go see this movie. There's no way I'm not going to go see a Star Wars movie. There's no way I'm not going to go see. see. We've had this before. You're part of the problem. Because Hollywood right. you're knows the, they you're can the just reason. shit out an Obi-Wan movie, and you're going to go watch it. Well, all right. right. Probably three times in the theater. I, I'm not looking to see whether or not I should or should not go to the movie. I'm looking to see what the score is so that I can kind of gauge myself against that. I'm going to go see it anyway. And if you make a movie with kids stuff and fart noises and minions or whatever – People are going to see it with their kids, regardless of how shitty it is. Because who trusts a critic score on a kid's movie? Well, right. Yeah. Because the kid is, unless you're going to have a kid critic up there, 
it's not, you know, I don't give a shit what A.O. Scott from New York Times says about the Despicable Me 3 movie. I'm going to go see it because my kid wants it <laughs> because he likes right. the fucking Minions. Because there's a TV commercial for it, and that's why they have commercials. Exactly. And then you have to go get all the Minion merchandise and whatever the fuck else. No offense, Minion. Right. <laughs> well, Answer right. me this, Spear. What? Do you have the Phantom Menace on DVD? I do. I have the entire saga on, on Blu-ray. There you go. Do you also have it on I Blu-ray? I rest my case. Do you also have it on Blu-ray? No, I only have it on Blu-ray. Do you have it on VHS? I do not. When I watched the Blu-ray, when I watched Phantom Menace with you, was that a Blu-ray? Uh, at the time, it was a DVD. See? All right, so you did buy it in multiple formats. Oh, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. You know what? Come to think of it, I did actually have the, the Phantom Menace VHS tape. Thank come, you. Come to think of it. <laughs> I actually did. Wow. Come to think of it. Because it was what? It was 99, 2000? So I think I probably still had a working VCR back then. I was probably just getting into DVD. Anyway, okay, yes. Yeah, so I bought it like three fucking times. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And no, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't going to knock me off of going to see Phantom Menace. What is the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score for Phantom Menace? Oh, I think it was like in the 70s. I think it was like 78, I think. It's got to be pretty bad for Star Wars. Pretty bad. Oh, no, it was 55. Whoa. It was 55. That's bad. Well, what yeah. was Attack of the Clones? Because Attack of the Clones was so much worse. See, this no. is bullshit. All right, because Phantom Menace had 55%. Attack of the Clones, which is the worst of all the Star Wars movies, got 65%. I mean, and that's not even, that's not even debatable. Attack of the Clones was bad. I mean, it's just objectively bad. So Revenge of the Sith had 79%. That's, that's the one that I was that I had recalled because it was actually it was actually good and I would get I would say I, I would have given episode 3 an 8 out of 10 well the problem I have with the 8 out of 10 anything out of 10 is that very few people will ever give anything below a 5 so why not just put it on a 5 point scale well right so uh, Phantom Menace was 55% <laughs> fucking 55 I don't know about that Phantom, Phantom Menace was good Attack of the Clones was bad Revenge of well, let's put it this way. Revenge of the Sith was good. Attack of the Clones was okay. Wait, right, yeah. Revenge of the Sith was good. Phantom Menace was okay. Attack of the Clones was bad. Please don't edit anything you just said, because that was the weirdest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> Why did you just have to retake that five times? Because I think I fucked it up three times. <laughs> I don't know. It's late. God damn you. The point is, I wouldn't... I would go see this regardless. We know. We're saying you're the problem. I'm the problem. So aside from movie critics, are, are there any other things that you guys rely on critics or critiques for before choosing? Like how about restaurants? In, you mean like Yelp or stuff? Well, do you, do yeah. you, use, critique, you use reviews for restaurants before you, before you make a choice? Yep. It doesn't I dis- absolutely it doesn't dis- do. It doesn't disqualify my choice, but like if I see someone's got a one-star review on Yelp for a restaurant, I'm not eating there. But, like, there's yeah, so many fours and fives that, I, I mean, there's, it doesn't help you to see that it's got fours and fives. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make you, make me want to go there, but it definitely will disqualify you. How about that? How about you, Ganther? What do you do? Yeah, I do the same thing. I look, I look at the ratings, and I read a couple of them, and I make my decision based off of that. See, I don't think I do any of that. I think I go to restaurants based on recommendations, like word mm-hmm. of mouth. Like, I don't. Well, of course. Well, what if you're traveling? Word of mouth as well. And you're somewhere you've never been, or you don't know anybody. Usually, I ask first. Like if I'm if I'm going someplace, I'll ask if I know, I'll ask people I know if you've ever been there. You know, can you recommend a place to go eat? 
like motherfucker, I, follow the point I'm making. What if you're somewhere where you have none of that input? What would you do? I would I would either randomly walk into some place or I would have to use an online review mechanism of some sort. And Google Maps has this feature where um you can tell explore this area and you tell it like, Hey, I'm you know, I'm looking for food or whatever and it used to have this category called where the locals eat. Right. Which is kind of creepy and intrusive, but it was awesome because you can't do better than that, right? Right. You always want to eat with the locals eat. Like, if you're in Boston, you don't want to go to eat at Fenuel Hall and eat, like, shitty-ass clam chowder. Chowder. You want to go where local local people eat the clam chowder. Chowder. How come you don't have a Boston accent yet? What the fuck are you uh, eating? Rita's mango water ice. <laughs> Stop eating while you're doing a fucking podcast, you dope. <laughs> Dude, I so miss fucking Rita's. <laughs> See, now we're going to be talking about water ice. I'll mail you some. When I was in Cleveland uh, this past week... Or the week before. Uh, I, I was looking for a breakfast place for my son and I. And all I typed in was breakfast near me. I saw one that was in walking distance, had a, had a, a picture of something that looked tasty. I looked at the menu, looked good. And then I went there. And it turned out to be really fucking spectacular, like really awesome breakfast. But the only thing I remember seeing was kind of a blurb that said um, local Blah blah blah. Something something that indicated that it was a local place and not some like, you know, mass market type of restaurant, which is what I was trying to avoid. Yeah, that's usually a good way to find something good. Find a small place that's that is packed. Like you don't go to the Chinese food place that has no Chinese people in it, or, or <laughs> right. there's a or there's a fork on the table. Like it's just <laughs> no, don't eat there. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Don't don't get seafood in Oklahoma. <laughs> Sushi in Oklahoma is not something you should eat. <laughs> that's a good tip. See, that's a that's a good like critic tip, just straight from us to you. Good job. Just, just fucking use your head. You Don't go. read movie reviews from critics in Albuquerque. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are there any other things that you would use reviews for making decisions about? Uh, cruise line. So I got I got an offer to like take a free cruise on some cruise line I've never heard of. And so I Googled it, and like the reviews were terrible. But that was a and I didn't know that, that I didn't know that could be a thing. That was like, a free I mean, trip. Like every review on there, when every review on there is says don't go on this thing, even for free. Wow, there's that's no pretty way. bad. Wow. So even for free, you wouldn't go on it because of reviews. Nope. Not spending any money at all. <laughs> and the reviews. Like, said, can you no. imagine being on a cruise line that sucks? Like you can't go anywhere. Yeah, you may trapped. die. Like you may get some kind of poison disease or you from fungus or something. Nobody wants that. It's a bit extreme, isn't it? But can't you get those on regular cruise lines too? Yeah, but like, I don't know. Seems sketchier. Seems sketchier. How about you, Gantor? Is there anything that you, you rely on critics or reviews to give you information yeah. on before you do something? Cars, appliances, um, retailers, if I'm ordering stuff on the internet. Like the, like the Amazon retailers, those kinds of people? Yeah, like eBay, um, that kind of thing. And not some. I don't buy too much from eBay, but yeah, Amazon or like some random website if they're the only ones who sell it, or they sell it cheaper. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and you and you're not looking necessarily for a score at that point, right? There's no no. Like, yeah, the score is not going to sway my opinion one way or the other unless it's really terrible. I'll read what people say. Yeah, like you you can see like if you see like a like a four-star rating for somebody on Amazon, I, I would probably put more stock in reading the reviews. Because, I mean, it depends on how many reviews there are, too. I would probably put more stock in reading the reviews than I will at looking at the aggregation of what the what the reviews say. Right. 
Yeah, but when you look at them, do you, are you looking at the positive or the negatives? Well, I'm which, do you put more, which do you put more value in? I'm looking at negatives. all of them. Well, right, but I'm looking at all of them. And certainly I will pay more attention to the negative ones because you're going to try, you're going to sniff out whether or not somebody was just bitching about something or actually had a, like a, a genuinely wrong experience. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And it's too, it's too easy for the, the, the reviewers to throw up all these five-star reviews that are just fake. That's true too. So the, 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 just sussing out the the shitty reviews, I think, is yeah, a much easier. And we would we would never do that movie. though. <laughs> you would never do what what? We would never we would never put up bullshit reviews on Big our, on, our oh, on your own on your own product on our iTunes. Yeah. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. Don't do mm. that. <laughs> All right, what did we learn? What did we learn about critics? About reviews? About aggregators? What did we learn, Z-Man? I learned that Ganthor is right. Ugh, fuck. Thank Get- you, sir. Ganthor, what'd you learn? That Spear did, in fact, order the code red. <laughs> what does that even mean? What do you mean, what does that even mean? What does Come that even on. mean? A few good men? I, well, no. I, I know where Z's it's from. questioning you. Z plays the role of Tom Cruise. You play the role of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> You're goddamn right I did. How about that? Because he, he caught you pretty good. Yeah. A couple times. You on the, the DVD or the Blu-ray? You're goddamn right I did. See? I had to explain that to you, really. I hate you. I hate, I hate both of you. What did I learn? I have seen, I have seen that movie. <sighs> what did I learn? I actually have that on DVD. That is DVD-worthy, A Few Good Men. Uh, so what did I learn? I learned that, uh, as usual, the both of you suck, uh, and that I don't think Rotten Tomatoes is ter- a terribly bad thing. I don't think it's killing Hollywood. I think it's a factor in making a decision with your entertainment dollar, but I don't think it's the whole thing. Uh, and I... I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad one at that. So, if you think that Rotten Tomatoes is a good thing or a bad thing, or if it's killing Hollywood, why don't you go ahead and let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/fourlisteners or fourlisteners.com. You can check out the show on Stitcher Radio or on Google Play, and you can leave us a critique, be a critic, and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Um, or you can tweet at us with your feedback on the Twitters at Four Listeners. We thank you for checking us out this week, and we hope that you will check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. I like tomato, potato, patata, tomato, tomato. Oh, let's call the whole thing off. In high school, I, I called up this girl to ask her out on a date to go see a movie. And the only thing playing that was, was worthwhile was Schindler's List. Oh, no. She said you get a second, she, you get a second was, date out of that? She was busy. She was doing something with her dad. Yeah, so. yeah. And I never got the date. But I'm like, Schindler's List, looking back, is probably not appropriate. Nope. That is not one where you're expecting for the, her to uh, reach her hand down deep in the popcorn bowl. Nope. That's not a second date either. <laughs> I'm getting a second date out of that. I never, I never got any dates in high school. So, well, there you go. Probably because your movie selection for dates was terrible. I look up, look up what else was in theaters <laughs> at that time, and tell me what you would have chose. <laughs> and they didn't have Rotten Tomatoes back then for him to actually have looked it up. <laughs>